This is a podcast by The Straits Times. If we were Singapore Inc., he is the Chief Human Resource Officer. Hear what our Manpower Minister has to say about what the HR Department or the Manpower Ministry considers their milestones in 2023. What does he want for 2024? I'm Chris Bu, and you're listening to Work Talk, a podcast to help you think deeper, work smarter, and get ahead in your work life. Minister, thanks for joining us today and Happy New Year. Oh, thank you for the invitation and a very great, happy, fulfilling and healthy year ahead. Before we go to the year ahead, you know, I want to talk about 2023. At the beginning of the year, you have set out a lot to do for your team. And that includes narrowing the pay gap between graduates and non-graduates, making the seniors more employable, making our retirement savings more robust and giving more flexibility and employability to working mothers or workers with disabilities. So looking back at 2023, what would you say have been the significant pieces of work that you and your team have done? I think the three most, you know, sort of um, successful milestones, if I may use that, would really be this three. The first thing being the, the fact that if you look back, what we've done in terms of uplifting our low-wage workers, the rollout of the progressive wage model, including the, the rollout of the progressive wage mark, we have been able to reach something like 9 in 10 low-wage workers amongst the Singaporeans to uplift their salaries. And if you look at the end game, we have been able to achieve over that period of time a real increase in the bottom 20%. And this bottom 20% in terms of the annual wage increases has actually outpaced the wage increases of the median. So we hope that in time, we can continue to narrow the gap. We've got very good traction in terms of achieving those, those end games, uh, end goals. Now, the second very uh, uh, sort of bold move was implementation of Compass. We implemented that on the 1st of September. And pari parcel with that, we also allowed for this non-traditional source occupation to come in under the work permit, work pass sector. So we actually, in one fell swoop, on the 1st of September, we now put in place a very clear, very transparent framework upon which companies can onboard foreign talent. How complementary they are to the development of our local talent so that our local talent do not feel disenfranchised nor in any way feel that they are being taken advantage of. We also provide assurance to many of the small, medium enterprises, particularly in the food services as well as uh, the manufacturing part whereby we have got certain jobs that Singaporeans don't want to do, right? Or where they require a more artisanal, a more creative or artistic type of, of rendition. So we allow for that flexibility. So both of them came at the same time, round about 1st of September. And of course, then the third thing is how do we ensure that the platform continues to be fair, to protect our own locals. I think more than 90% of the work is done on the workplace fairness legislation. And this will then provide the assurance to our young seniors, to our elderly population, that if they want to continue to work, age will not be a discriminating factor. People with disabilities, people with caregiving responsibilities, they will not be discriminated against. And on top of that, of course, uh, we also wanted to make sure that our gig workers, our platform workers, have better 
protections, whether it is in the form of uh, healthcare, medical insurance to adequacy when they retire to a roof over their heads. Those are the broad initiatives that we've done for this year itself. Mm. Was there anything that you felt could have been done better in 2023? I felt that we could have, uh, you know, if possible, do it a lot faster. But I guess these are big policy moves um, and the frameworks are also quite complex to administer. So it's better to be slow and steady than uh, to, to, to jump in and then after that you end up making a lot of uh, uh, errors and so on. Then you have to backpedal. That is even worse. Earlier this year, you announced a very interesting AI-powered portal called the Careers Finder. If you look at 2024, are we going to see more of that? What we want to up the NT is to make sure that the tools are available for every individual Singaporean to take responsibility for his or her own career progression. We just call it career health for short. But within the career health portion, on top of asking you to take an active interest in thus far, updating your bio data, updating your CV, which most of us don't do. Yeah? Mm-hmm. But if this is something like, you know, sort of a, a portal that's available to you, in this particular setting, it's an interactive thing to tell you that, hey, this is where you are. This is where we think the world is going to be moving over the next five to 10 years. And these are the gaps that you have. However, these are the subsidized uh, skills courses that's available that you could go onto it. And when you do that, we can have a better match for you with uh, whichever companies are hiring, all right? Those are the kind of things that we want to up the ante in telling every single Singapore citizen that, look, it's better that you take advantage, you take ownership of your own career health. And if you don't, we will still nudge you along at every step of the way. How should workers view the globalisation of talent? No Singaporean should ever feel that he or she would be disadvantaged vis-a-vis the competitors that's coming in uh, from all over the world. I mean, we're an open economy. Whether we like it or we don't, competition will come, right? But at the end of the day, the best defense is actually an offense, which is you taking uh, the initiative to continue to go out there and get the best in terms of the training, the skill sets for yourself so that you can actually face on any challenges that may come your way. Are we talking about something for all workers? For those who may not have that inkling to go into more cerebral type of work, the the head work, but more the heart and the hands-on work, we also want to develop them along that path to give them the opportunity so that that becomes an art for them, a professional art for them that they cannot be displaced away. For those of us in my age group, right, those who are born from about 1960 to 1973, we are not really retiring yet. In fact, we still have quite a fair runway. I mean, those who are aged from 50, you know, they can probably work for another 15 to even 20 years. What we want to do is to make sure that they continue to have that longevity. As long as you work, we will match you up to a a certain level, of course, match you in terms of your CPF contributions so that by the time you should decide to retire at 65, you will have financial adequacy in terms of your retirement We will also be, in 2024, I will be announcing it pretty soon, how we're going to enhance the match retirement savings scheme, how we're going to reinforce and upgrade the silver support scheme, and also at the same time, there will be enhancements to workfare. So that no Singaporean, to the best of our ability, will be left behind. I had a conversation with Dr. Anthony Clarks, and he's the professor who coined the phrase, uh, the phrase, the great resignation. And Dr. Clarks believed that next year, 
will be what he calls a liminal year where everybody is still figuring out what they want at work, what they want out of workers, and that it will polarize uh, between companies that believe they should invest in their workers and do good for society and companies and workers who believe that work should be transactional and maybe bosses who believe that the human element is best left to a minimum. Use as few humans as you can and use it transactionally. What are your views on these world views about work and does it matter to Singapore? Do we need to take note of these things? Well, I think that for companies, if they are engaged in building long-term sustainable enterprises and where they see for themselves not just a 10, 30, 50-year horizon, way beyond, they will continue to invest in people. Now, on the other hand, there are also very transactional type of industry and sectors, particularly when, for instance, you are, you are, you're just buying a, a, a service and you're indifferent. I think it's all aspects. But for us, the majority, in fact, the overwhelming majority would still be in the stakeholder management where companies who choose to invest in their people, in their operating processes, making sure that there's longevity, there's uh, sustainability, I think they will win the game. In many instances, even in my past life, in running a healthcare enterprise, people will leave you to go out for a while. And after a while, they'll still come back. And sometimes when they come back, they are richer for it because of the exposure they get externally and they bring in fresh infusion of ideas as to how things are. So in that sense, depending on the sector, most of our sectors are still about building ecosystems, about building sustainable longevity. Mm. So when a Singapore worker or employer looks at all these world trends like quiet quitting, lying flat, uh, great resignation, great reshuffle, how do you think we should look at it? I think we're human beings. We go through phases where we get burned out. And we choose at different times in our life, read different things. I think it's phases that we all go through. My advice to everyone is drop everything, take a break, or better still if you can, sleep. <laughs> the next morning when you wake up, it's a brand new day. Then you can think better when you're clear. You take it in bite size. And it's just one step at a time. And each step you take, it brings you closer and closer. And before you know it, 30 years have come and gone. And that's what <laughs> happened to me. So sleep, don't eat. <laughs> I think sleep is the most uh, uh, important part in keeping and preserving mental fortitude. <laughs> okay, so speaking of mental health, consistently every survey or on many surveys, Singapore workers often come out frequently and consistently among the world's most stressed anxious, sleepless workers. And this features very prominently, especially among our young workers. And research has linked it to loss of productivity in workers as well. And I want to ask you, at the government level, are you concerned about the mental resilience of our Singapore workforce? I am less concerned as I'm more enthusiastic about humbly appealing and requesting for our senior management to be able to reach out to our young Singaporeans joining the workforce or 10 years to constantly 
encourage them, to mentor them. We should, as a very small country, and we're just about 3 million, you know, plus minus here and there in terms of the workforce, that our seniors, people like myself, for instance, we should take an active interest in cultivating and nurturing and in developing our young upstarts, mentoring them and building them up. Rather than have this mindset that, oh, I've been through that before. You know, it didn't break me. Y'all should do the same. Because today, our youths have to deal with significantly more depressing news, tighter timelines, and they have to deal with this big web called IT. Well, that's a soft request. Are you looking at it from a, at a policy level? Are you concerned that at some point, you might have to step in and do something about it? I don't think that we should mandate this, we should have this policy for that and so on. I don't think it's something that uh, our young or any of our fellow citizens would want. I mean, to me, I think having a listening ear rather than mandating a listening ear is the way to go. Mm. And I want to talk a little bit about yourself. <laughs> so we had quite a few political changes or developments in 2023. And I'm sure unexpectedly, you've ended up with more work than you had expected or bargained for in the beginning of the year. Um, you are the anchor minister for Marine Parade, and then you're the second minister for Ministry of Trade and Industry, besides being the minister for Manpower. And so, how has the year been for you? <laughs> the year has been very exciting, very engaging. I hope that it's been productive, but then that is for your viewers, for your readers to, to, to decide and to judge. When I responded to the calling by PM to serve, you don't look back. And I think that pretty much has been my life. I just take things in bite size. I don't look at my, my calendar at all. And uh, my phone, because it's not linked, it's always clear. So in a sense, uh, when people look at it, they laugh. I do have back-to-back -back meetings, but I try not to think about it. And I will only think about the next meeting when I'm going to the next meeting, right? Of course, over the weekend, over my downtime and so on, I will read all the presentations and so on and try and have a view and make my notes and so on. So in that sense, that's how I deal with it. I don't think too much of what's going to happen next. And each time when it comes, you just take it. Mm -hmm. And what would you like to say to our workers for 2024? Whatever it is, stay positive. There will be uncertainties, there will be geopolitical upheavals, inflation. We will never, we will never leave you alone. We will always do our best to support, to carry you. We may not have all the solutions, we may not have all the knowledge, and we are not omnipotent. But for many of us, we'll die trying. If you have one word to describe how you're feeling about 2024, what would that be? Optimism. We hope you have enjoyed this conversation with Dr Tan Si Ling, our Minister of Manpower, or the Chief Human Resource Officer for Singapore, Inc. I hope in 2024, we workers can look forward to a stronger safety net, a more inclusive workplace, and training opportunities to get us better jobs. And of course... At the pay. I'm Chris Wu, and our producer is Tio Tong Kai. The supervising editor is Ernest Lewis. If you'd like to read about our interview with Dr. Anthony Clarks or our forecast for work life in 2024, we have links in the show notes. From all of us here at Work Talk, Happy New Year!
Send your feedback to podcast at sbh.com.sg. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or within our Straits Times app. Thanks for listening.